this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition podcast, I get to speak with Kay Suthar, and she has made it her life goal to empower individuals, entrepreneurs, groups, and businesses in order to maximize their potential and expedite their success by assisting in achieving their goals and improving their performance through various business strategies. And she has helped many people in the field of sales, marketing, finance, and operations, as well as self-development and how to execute a profitable event. And now, as a business strategist, award-winning author, and speaker, Kay Suther was born and raised in London. And Kay also served with distinctions as a police officer for several years before becoming a campaign manager with the Liberal Democrat Party. By her mid-twenties, her health started to deteriorate, becoming depressed and overweight. Kay struggled to climb both the political and corporate ladder. Then, with her discovery of the science of the mind, she began to apply the teachings and transforming every aspect of her life, and she organically fell into coaching. She transitioned from having several health issues at one time to closing sales, streamlining businesses, and managing their finances to hit monthly targets before embarking on her own. And now Kay is running her very own successful coaching, training, and podcasting business, reinventing herself as a dynamic and effective author. Currently, Kay is going to be writing her second book and several series programs due for release as well as work as shopping her first book into a movie. And now it's time for our marketing essentials moment, the basics that you need to help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line. I'm going to tell you, raise five rules of thumb in organic cost-effective growth for your business that may not actually even cost you anything if you follow these rules that I'm telling you about right now. So number one, ratings and rankings. Your potential customers are more than likely to do a little research before they choose to do business with you. And one of the metrics that they value is your business ratings or rankings, right? So that's number one. Some examples of these can be where you get a five-star review or you get ranked on a score of one to 10, like a sentiment score, or you get ranked on Google or Yelp or any of those different places that you can get ratings and rankings for your business. And asking for people to do that is always going to help. Number two, reviews. Customers will look at the reviews and understand what kinds of things people are saying about you online, right? Google reviews, LinkedIn reviews, Facebook reviews, Yelp reviews, Amazon reviews, Better Business Bureau, Google My Business, podcast reviews, all different places that you can get reviewed, right? And they're going to say things that they really want to say about you. Number three, recommendations. Again, things that people can do to recommend you when they're looking for your services. And why are recommendations so important? It's really what people say about you that you're not trying to say all about yourself. It's what they say about you can really help you build that word of mouth referral system that's really the next one that I was going to say is referrals, right? So recommendations and then number four, referrals. Of course, referrals are going to be amazing. When business comes to you through referrals and customers walk through your door, or, you know, if you've got a click and mortar or a brick and mortar, it's because somebody referred you. The chances are of that like and trust is already going to be there because you then were referred to them. And then you don't have to have a cold call or you don't have to do all of those other things to get them to come through your door because you've gotten a referral from industry partners or friends or uh, other clients that you've done business with, all of those types of things, right? And just think about all the different places that you can get referrals or give referrals, and then it'll reciprocate back to you. And then of course, number five is rewards. So ratings and rankings, reviews, referrals, and uh, all of those things then to reward those who give you all of those things, right? Rewarding those that have given you referrals and recommendations. I think it's 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 so important to say thank you and then to reward them by reciprocating and giving them referrals and rewards and rankings and reviews too. So thinking about how you can reward people, whether it's a punch card if they come back to you more, or if it's a enter for a chance to win something because they've done something for you, or they take a survey, or they've done something really cool and reward them for that too. So Think about the different ways that you can implement 
the five rules of thumb, five rules of Ray's rules of thumb, right? We have the resources and experience to help you get these implemented, but it's certainly something that you can do on your own and ask for the referral, ask for those people to give you rewards and ask for people to give you those recommendations, right? So anyway, if you need help with that, of course, always reach out to us in any way that you'd like to on Instagram, social media, all the places that you can find me, Ray Allen, CMO, or at peppershock.com. So let's get into the interview with Kay. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen, and I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media, also the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest, we have Kay. Welcome to the show, Kay. Oh my goodness, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And pronounce your last name for our audience just so that I don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's Suthar. So my name is Kay and then Suthar. Suthar. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I got that right. And you know what? Everybody can hear that just straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> Kay, I, I would love for you to share a little bit more about you and what you do and your transformation. I read your bio and it's just, uh, it seems like it could be very inspirational for our listeners. So take it away. Tell us a little bit more about you. So um, I am based in London, UK, the sunny, sunny island um, of UK. Not really. It is awful here, the weather. But anyway, (laughs) um, um, oh my goodness. So a little bit about my story. So at the moment, I currently have um, a podcasting agency called MakeYourMarkAgency.com. And this is where I actually coach people on how to launch your own podcast, how to get booked on podcasts, um, and all the kind of intricacies that actually go into all of those things. But I didn't just start doing podcasting and that's it, right? It was a journey to get here. Um, I mean, most of my 20s, I was going from job to job to job to job, right? I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. And in fact, when people asked me, it was either I want to be rich or I want to be a superhero, right and so when I told people that they were like oh my goodness like you gotta get your stuff together like how do you not know what you want to be if you don't know what you want to be how are you going to take the steps to get there right and it's completely true you don't know how to take the steps to get to where you want to be if you have no clue and so most of my 20s I I guess I was on a journey of kind of figuring out what is it that I want to be and so I went from one job to another job to another job I did so many different things like um, oh my goodness, I worked in a, a magistrate's court for a little while. Then I worked as um, an interpreter for deaf children because I did sign language. Um, I worked in a college. Um, I did voiceovers for children's books. I mean, I was an MMA fighter, a police officer, worked in politics. Like, the list just goes on, right? And so it wasn't until I guess I hit my 30s, I was like, right, I've got to figure this out. What is it that I want to do? And I decided that I wanted to go into live events. Um, And people were telling me like, you're insane. Like you don't have no qualifications. You don't have no experience in live events. Like nobody in their right mind is going to hire you. And I was just determined though, Rhea, I was determined that this was going to happen. I guess what it did for you, though, is you got a lot of eclectic experiences to then, you know, have some experience to what it is that you wanted to get into then, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you never know at the time, right? Because you're you're on the path of trying to figure things out. But it wasn't until later on, I was like, oh, my goodness, all these different skills that I've now got, right? And it's never a bad thing. Um, But what I did notice is everything that I was getting myself involved in, had to do with people, right? And in some shape or form, it was me trying to be the superhero, hence being an MMA fighter, hence being in politics and trying to do the right thing, and hence, you know, being a police officer. Right. So it was, it was, there was a pattern there, right? And I was like, okay, clearly I need to do something where I'm helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of went into events Again, nobody thought I would ever get in. And I don't know what it was, you know, whether it was the universe, you know, something just happened and something clicked. 
And all of a sudden, I was being introduced by um, people that were in the events industry, even though I had nothing to do with it, through other people, just through networking. And I actually remember I went to a Dr. Martini event and um, with my um, personal trainer at the time. And um, she actually started asking me, you know, what is it that you want to do? Um, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What is your goal? And I said, so I want to get into events. And she goes to me, oh, wow. She goes, we're actually looking for people to join our events team. We're actually just starting one up. And she was like, we have an event in London. Why don't you come down? And I'm like, really? She was like, yeah. She was like, just come down, meet the team, see, you know, get a bit of feel for it and see how it goes. And so I went down to this event in London, um, met the team, and it was an American company, right? And they they do events all over the world. And it was funny because I, I remember speaking to the manager for like four hours straight on like British sitcoms, right? So random, Ria. Like it was so <laughs> random. And um, well, we just totally hit it off. And then we're like, well, when can you start? And I'm like, well, I guess I can start now because what happened was I previously quit my police officer role just because I ended up in hospital, right? It just wasn't working out. The universe is telling me this isn't for you. You now need to move on. Um, and so all of a sudden I'm working with this company doing events and I was like, I hope you guys know that I have no experience. I've got no like knowledge of how to do this. And they were like, you know what, as long as you're willing to learn, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, holy crap. So I actually learned everything I needed to know about events on the job, right? And they go to me, oh, so um, what are you doing in two days? And I'm like, well, I haven't got anything planned. And Ray, this guy just kind of said to me, okay, get packed, because in two days, you're flying to Malaysia and you're going to have your first event there. What kind of events are you talking about? Like, what what is it, Kay, that you were doing? Like, all kinds of different kinds of events or something specific? It was business events, uh-huh. right? So when you had the speaker at the front doing the presentation and talking about all sorts of things, whether it's, you know, LinkedIn or how to speak on stage or affiliate marketing or, you know, social media, like, it was everything to do with business. And this is where I got my first glimpse of what entrepreneur actually means. Now, I had no idea before then, right? And I'm like, to, my, to me, I was like, well, building your own business only happens to certain people. Like, you can't just go off and build a business. And then getting introduced to all these different speakers, business owners, entrepreneurs, I was like, okay, hold on a second, there's actually something behind this, right? This is actually really cool because as you know, people don't teach you this. Schools, colleges, universities don't teach you this, right? And what was so funny is I I actually studied business in college, right? But I learned very quickly that what they teach you in college and schools and institutions is nothing what business actually is like in real life. Yeah, I can definitely uh, relate to that very much so. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was in the back of the room watching all these different speakers come from all over the world, right? Talk about elements of business and what it means to build your business. And I remember sitting in the back of the room, like taking notes. And I'm like, I'm absorbing this like a sponge, right? Where I can take back with me, I was like, I'm just soaking it all up. And as I kind of developed in the events industry, um, I became a manager, events manager within four months of joining this company, right? And I'm like, holy crap, like what? Are you guys serious? And they were like, you're the only one on the team that actually asks questions. Why is that? So I go to them, well, it's very obvious to me. I was like, everyone else on this team has been in this industry for years. I've been completely new to this industry, from being a police officer to jumping into this and I have no clue what I'm doing. So I'm going to be asking questions, right? Mm -hmm. And so then I guess um, the execs in that company kind of, it rang bells for them and they were like, well, that's what we need to do. We need to find people that are outside of this industry so we can coach them, right? To be just like you because we're expanding and we need more people like you. We need um, event managers that can do what you do. And I was like, oh my goodness, okay. And so 
as I kind of progressed and I learned more and more and more, and I learned about sales and, you know, tracking and the logistics, you know, and building a team and leadership and coaching and all these different elements that, again, comprise of having your business. And um, I remember my, one of my managers coming up to me and he goes to me, well, have you ever thought about doing sales? So I was like, well, why would I want to do that for? Everybody hates salespeople. <laughs> right? right. I was like, well, like when salespeople come knocking at my door, I never open the door. Right. You avoid them like the plague. And so he, he kind of trained me, coached me, you know, had conversations with me and told me, well, no, that that's a typical salesperson when someone's really pushy. But when it comes to business, if you want to build your own business, you've got to know how to do sales. You've got to be someone that's able to communicate with people, you know, show them what they want, what they need, and which is a completely different type of sales. It's not those people coming knocking on your door trying to sell you a Hoover or an iron or whatever it is, right? So I'm like, okay. And then he told me, he goes, well, when you get very good at it, this is the type of um, commissions you could be making. And I'm like, my mouth dropped. I was like, holy crap, like people can actually make this kind of money. And he was like, people make that kind of money in one weekend. Right. And I was like, and you're looking, you're looking at anywhere between $5,000 to $20,000 in one weekend. If you do it right and you're being coached by the right people right yeah and I'm like okay so I was like well there's something behind this that let me see how far I can now go into sales right so then I started doing sales and got better and better got training I did loads of reading coaching you know like so much stuff is involved in in sales and I had no idea about it and then within time I think within um the next year or so, I then became one of the um, top salesperson in the company. And then after doing that, I remember my CEO calling me up and he goes to me, we're actually having mastermind events in Costa Rica and we want you to come fly to Costa Rica, live there for a few months and help us with our mastermind events. So then I was like, "Mm, I'm not too sure if I want to do that, but you know, let me go and check it out. If I'm don't like it I can always come back again and so I did that for a little while and you know what Ray I was just like things could not be any better right this I'm living my perfect life right now I am being flown all over the world all expenses paid for accommodation paid for and being paid for my services like it can't get any better than that and then it happened Ray you know just when you think nothing can go wrong it went completely wrong this company yes what happened i so i was in costa rica i think i was there for about three weeks and i was loving it to be fair it felt like i was getting paid on holiday like we were going scuba diving we were going kayaking we were doing zip lining i was like is this really work and i'm actually getting paid for this (laughs) insane I was there for three weeks, Ray, and then the company went bust. Oh, no. I was afraid you were going to say that. Oh, no. So you're in Costa Rica. Are you stuck there? Are you stranded in this beautiful place? Or what happened? Yeah, so the apartment that the company was then paying for all of us, um, well, we got evicted out of there, so we had to leave, right? Um, They were paying for our food and our drink, so we had no food no roof over her head, no water. And now I'm stuck in a foreign country and I don't speak the language either. Wow. So I'm like, holy crap, what do I do? And so when I realized what just happened, right, I couldn't stop laughing. I was hysterical. I was like, this is like the funniest shit ever. Oh my God, sorry, I just- That's fine. But uh, like, what time frame are we talking about? Like, when did this happen? Yeah, so this happened in 2017. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember, oh my goodness. So I'm thinking, all right, I've got to figure this out. But what I realized is when that actually happened to me and when I was looking at my coworkers and they were saying to me, 
what are you laughing at? Like, do you not realize what's just happened? I go, I know exactly what's happening. That's why I'm laughing. Because when you think about the Tony Robbins of the world, the Les Browns of the world, they were all homeless at one point. And guess what? Now they're multimillionaires, which means I'm on track. <laughs> I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you got the right attitude. That's good. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? This is this is a good thing. But what I realized is that because I had that perspective, I was able to get creative and think outside the box and therefore come up with a solution. Now, remember I was saying to you, I was in the back of the room listening to all these speakers, soaking it all up like a sponge, but I didn't realize how much I'd actually learned from them. And so I remember going to the resort manager and saying to her, look, even though the main company's gone bust, you still got the resort because it was set up as a separate entity, but now it's not being fed by the main business, which means you've got no money to pay the bills and got no money to pay the staff, right? And you need money to keep this resort going. So how about I show you how to promote, how to get yourself out there, get bring clients in, but in return, I need a roof over my head, I need food in my mouth, and I need water. Right. I need the basic things the basics to survive. To survive. Yeah. Right. Right. But what happened? And, and so they agreed. Nice. Right. And I was like, okay, fantastic. And I was like, well, you've got all these rooms here that are no longer being used. Like, just give me one of them. And so I helped them and I showed them what you do, how to get your word, how to kind of get the word out there. And they were like, we don't have money for photographers and videos. Like, you don't need any of that. Everything that you need, right, is online. Guess what? You had clients coming down. What were they doing on Facebook constantly? They were shooting videos. They were um, uh, taking pictures. We just take the content from there and we can repurpose it in our marketing. And so I showed them a few things on how to do things and get themselves out there, um, how to market, what to leverage, um, and just like some of the pictures on the resort. And so it started bringing clients in slowly. And we did more and more and more of this. And I'm like, hold a second. If this is working here, how about if I then go to all the other hotels and restaurants on the coast and do the same thing there? But this time, after for a little bit of money. So I can raise the funds to then catch a flight to go back home. Wow. And so, so that's what I started doing with all the other resorts and restaurants and you know, the different businesses that were on the coast and showed them that they, there is a different way of doing things and you don't have to have so thousands and thousands of dollars to hire people to do it. It's all right there. You just got to know how to do it. And so I showed them how to do that, brought clients in, got some money, eventually raised enough money to then get a flight back home. How long did that take you? Oh, not long at all. It was just over two months. Okay. So you made it back home, finally. <laughs> after I made two months. it back home. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what, right? What that taught me was that I actually knew more than I thought, right? And yeah. I learned that I'm actually more, a lot more capable than I thought. And I was like, well, if I can get out of that situation, what else can I do? Right. And so I remember after a little while, I got back to the UK and someone um, heard about me and what I do for events in Australia. And so I flew over to Australia because they wanted to then hire me. Um, and to keep the long story short, this company was making a, thousand, uh, a million dollars a year, right? Which isn't too shabby, right? It's really good. And they were like, well, we want to do better. We know we can do better, but we don't know what strategies or what things to do you know, what kind of training the staff needs. And I'm like, okay, I will do with the entire events. I'll hire staff. I'll train them up on sales, how to do events, um, how the structure of the event should be, you know, registration, seating plans, where the speaker should be, do all of that setup. And they're like, you, do you think you can really do this? Well, like we want to like at least double our money next year. And I was like, yeah, it's going to take a little time. It's not going to happen overnight. But as long as we put certain steps in place, we tweak, we strategize, there's, you know, we'll definitely double, if not more. I worked with them for four months, right? And in that four months, the company made their first million. 
So tell me about some of the things specifically that you did to help them double their money in four months, because that's amazing. Yes. So the number one thing that um, a lot of events don't do, um, and we call it RXing. So when clients come to the event and you have the registration um, tables there and they register and they're hanging around for the doors to open up, that is the prime opportunity for everyone to go out there, the sales team, remember the staff, to actually talk to them to find out what's going on, why are they here, what are they looking for, what do they want to get out of it, you know, are they looking to go into a business themselves as a business partner, all these different questions to get a better idea as to what your clients are now looking for, right? So that's yeah. one thing. Another thing that you need to be doing is, people don't realize how important it is, but the seating plan, right? When you have hundreds, thousands of people coming into a room, right? How do you crowd control? How do you make sure that every seat is filled, right? Without, you know how people don't like to sit next to each other, they leave like a, a, a chair in between each other or for their bag or, you know, for, for something in between. Well, we want to make sure all the seats are filled because we don't want anyone standing at the back, especially if you're going to an event that's like a two-hour workshop, right? You don't right. want no one standing for two hours. Most likely, if they are, they're going to walk out. So for that reason, you want to make sure everybody's got a seat. And so making sure you do crowd control and getting everyone seated. If someone's in a wheelchair, well, guess what? You've got to put them at the front or on the edge of a row. So it's easy for them to get in and out, right? And mm -hmm. Usually you would let them go into the event room first before you let everybody else in. And so then you've got to have spotters to make sure you direct them down the right way, making sure they're not just all kind of all sprawled out and, you know, making their way all over the place, that there is a certain path and they're following that and you have spotters to show people and direct people the right way. Mm. Okay. And then the thirdly, and I guess this is the most important part, is the way you set up your sales area, right? Mm -hmm. And I call it a shoot, right? The way it's set up. So you have tables around the edge, which is, um, is like a border, provides a border with a little lip, right? And that little lip is where the exit and the entrance is. And you make sure there's just one lip. You don't want two different um, gaps, right? For entrance and for the exit, you're gonna have one gap there. And then the actual sales, the table in the middle of this border, that's where the conversations happen. And what you want to train people is if they want to know more about a specific topic, if they want to go and speak to a member of staff, if they're interested in buying, they have to come into the shoot, right? That's where all the valuable information and the time you're going to get with the staff to learn more is going to be in this shoot. I'm visualizing it now. I can see the room set up and I can see why you want to direct traffic to the area that you want and kind of, you know, make sure that the entrance is that, like you said, just that small area so that they kind of like get trapped in the chute, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, trap, but we don't want to use that word. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they get uh, drawn into where they need to be and go, huh? <laughs> exactly, right? And so just even little things like that, they didn't realize that a number one thing that you don't do, do not put the water station by the um, doors, right? Because the first thing people are going to do when they walk in is, oh, let me pick up a bottle of water. And everyone does. And if you're hundreds and thousands of people um, walk in that way and they see the bottle of water, guess what? All of a sudden you've got traffic around this table and no one wanting to sit down. The doors get blocked. All of a sudden everything comes to a standstill. That's the worst thing you can do. Do not have the water station or the teas and coffees by the door. Make sure it's on the opposite side of the room. Aha. Then they have to walk all the way over there to get there. And it kind of puts them out of the way in a way. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. And so what happened during the pandemic, obviously I was doing events. There was no more events going on, right? Everything mm -hmm. came to a standstill. It shut down. Mm -hmm. But I still wanted to be able to promote myself. And so I thought the only way this is going to happen is by getting on podcasts. Right. And so I remember I was like, you know what, Ray, this is going to be a piece of cake. I'm going to get <laughs> up there, give my content. Everyone's going to love it. They're going to share it to everybody. And I'm going to make bucks, right? Like the money's going to come flying in. Let me tell you guys, it doesn't work that way. Doesn't happen overnight, does it? <laughs> 
<laughs> it yeah. doesn't know. And so in the beginning, guess what, right? Nobody would let me get on their podcast. I was getting rejections, but worst of all, I was getting no responses back. Huh. No responses, which is worse than rejections. Well, I'm certainly glad that you weren't rejected on this show. <laughs> so what did you do? What did you do to change that? Because now you're on podcasts and you're getting out there and, and people are seeing and hearing you. What was what were some of the tactics that you took? Okay, so first of all, um, you got the, the mindset you've got to get into is it's not about you and it has everything to do with the podcast and their audience, okay? I find that a lot of people, what they do is think, oh my God, I'm on a podcast. Yeah, it's all about me. They love me. They love what they heard. They love what they saw. You know, it's got nothing to do with you as a guest and has everything to do with the fact that the podcaster feels that you can add value to the listeners. I agree with that for sure. <laughs> yep. And then I decided to kind of just change up my approach and my tactics, the way I approach people by email, by messaging them, right? Um, and the minute I changed that, all of a sudden I was getting responses back. And then mm -hmm. I changed the way, I guess, I, I, was, I was listening to the episodes and you always have to listen to episodes before you get on the show, right? Listen to episodes, but I would say, um, you know, I listened to episode 231 where Joe Blog spoke about X, Y, and Z. But I feel like I can bring a different perspective to things because of my experience that I've had with A, B, and C, right? Would your listeners, um, um, you know, love to hear about how I actually overcame whatever I did? And all of a sudden it captures and intrigues them and they're like, Okay, so let's at least get in a conversation with this person to find out a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. And when people do get on a call, please don't do what I've experienced and say, oh, no, 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 I don't get on calls. My time is valuable. The minute you've done that, the podcast is going to like, okay, your pile is gone. We're going to reject you right there and then, right? You've got to get on a call with um, the podcasters because they want to know you a little bit more. Um, and so all of a sudden, after about two months, Right, I got booked on a hundred podcasts in sixty days. That's amazing. Yeah. Benchmark One is an email marketing automation and CRM software that saves you time. It has drip campaigns, autoresponders, built-in email marketing tools, landing pages, pop-ups that help you really create that stellar buying experience with your customers. You can really simplify and get back to doing what you do best, running your own business. So email marketing is not a new concept, but if you haven't found one that works for you, give Benchmark One a try. Go to peppershock.com slash offers and select the link there. There's definitely something to be said about when people approach us to be on our podcast and how they go about it, right? And, and you're right. It does help when you have actually listened to the show and, you know, take an interest in what they're doing because then it's not just you randomly trying to you know, put yourself on any in all out there. It's it's something that's meaningful and specific and that there's a message that you have to share. And I 100% agree with that. Right. Um, and so I was at, this is insane. All of a sudden I had to hire a team to help me out because I could not deal with all of this on my own, right? Right. And so all of a sudden people were going to me, well, okay, how are you doing this? Like, how do you, like I've been trying to get on podcasts and I'm getting on a couple a week, but how are you doing it? And I was like, oh, ding, ling, ling, ling. I need to create a program on this, right? right. And so that's what I did. I created a program step-by-step. I've got a six-week program um, and I show people how to get books on podcasts. And what I've seen with the results of my clients is that even before we finish, we've gone like three weeks in and people are getting books on podcasts before we even complete the program, right? Nice. So the strategies actually work. And then... All of a sudden, because I was getting on podcasts, guess what, Ray? Podcasters were saying to me, oh, so what's the name of your podcast? And I'm like, uh-oh, I don't have one. <laughs> so then what did you do? <laughs> so I was like, oh, God, more and more people are asking me, I better create my own podcast. Good job. <laughs> but what I decided to do is that I didn't completely want to go away from the events and the sales, even though we're in pandemic and there is no live events. And I was like, wouldn't it be really cool 
if I could bring that formula from live events to a podcast. And what I mean by that is when you go to a live event, you have a speaker, you know, they've got the screen behind them, the coaching, the teaching, the selling. And at the end, they do the call to action and they send everyone to the back of the room to buy their program. I was like, I want that same thing to work on a podcast. And so that's what I started doing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do mine all about business, focusing on five main pillars of business, which is sales, marketing, finance, operations, and leadership with elements of mindset, of course, because that's so important when it comes to business. Um, and I'm going to bring guests on my podcast. They're going to talk about um, their specialism, whether it is email marketing or social media or speaking on stage, whatever it may be. They do their presentation. They give us these amazing testimonials. They have their call to action and they get leads flying to them, right? So they will help them build on their email list and eventually get clients, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that, I want to do that because there's so many podcasters out there that say no pitching, no selling. But Ray, I just say, screw it. I'm all about sales. Let's do this. Yeah, well, I mean, we're all about marketing. And if you're going to listen to a podcast about marketing, then uh, guess what? You're probably going to hear some of that, you know, some things that are going to be, you know, influenced or, you know, affiliate links and those types of things. And since we're speaking of it, what is the name of your podcast? It's called Uncensored Society Podcast. And the reason why I really called it that is actually it goes back from when I was younger, when people were saying to me, oh, my God, you know, your weakness, your weakness is that you have no tact right you don't know how to speak to people you're too straightforward and you're hurting people's feelings right I'm like again I was like well screw it let's turn that into a strength and build a business around it oh right Mm -hmm. and so I was like well I want um guests coming onto my podcast that are being straight that are just you know saying it how it is no bs no fluff and it is um you know adult only channel because people do curse it's because we're not all perfect and we do not talk like robots on a, on a daily basis. We may curse that now and again, right? Yes. And so just being completely genuine, authentic and just saying it how it is. I love it. I love it. So and, and, and then the program that you've created now, you said it was a six week program that people go through? Yes, it's a six week program. Um, it's called the Ultimate Guest Podcasting Program. Um, and we go through each element um, to get people there fast-tracked. It is live, um, so people have questions, that, that gets answered, and they do have a task to do each week that will take them that step forward and making sure that they actually get booked on podcasts. I love it. I love it. So since we are going on a marketing journey, and yes, people absolutely need to do podcasts, it's growing exponentially, especially since the pandemic. But if you were to give maybe just a couple of uh, hints or tips that people could use in the idea, now don't give away everything because I obviously need to go through your program, but what are some of the top things that, you know, maybe questions that people ask or, you know, just a couple of tactics that could really, you know, spur the inspiration. And then of course they'll have to come to you to get more, but what are some of the, the top things that you can think of that would be helpful as far as advice or inspiration goes in podcast guesting? Okay, so first of all, like I previously mentioned, do your research behind the podcast. Listen to one or two of the podcasts, right? And if you feel like, oh my goodness, like this person has already spoken about the same topic I want to talk about on the podcast, oh my God, that means the podcast host will not want to interview me. No, that's not the case. Podcasters want to make sure they're bringing value to their listeners. So if you have a different perspective, it's always great to let them know that you've listened to that particular podcast, but you can bring something else to it and that you feel that it's going to bring a value to their audience, right? And when you are actually, um, you know, pitching to these hosts and you want to kind of get out there and let them know what you do, make sure you personalize it. Please, please, please do not copy and paste a generic email or a message. I have had someone do that to me. And this was before I even um, had any episodes out, right? So I was just launching. I was marketing. I was letting people know that the episodes are going to be released soon. It's not yet had the date, the time, all that good stuff. And I had someone reach out to me by email and say to me, oh, I love your podcast. I've listened to a few episodes and I think I can bring so much value to your listeners. 
And I was like, really? Well, I've not had a single episode out there. And clearly this is a generic message. <laughs> right, right. And, yeah, that and at that point, <laughs> no. And at that point I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to bother responding to that person. Right. So don't do that because that's exactly what's going to happen to you. What I felt and what I thought about that person when I saw that email your application, your form, your email, whatever it is, is going to get rejected straight away. So do not do that, right? And don't lie. If you're saying that you've actually listened to an episode, right? Actually listen to it. Don't tell them you listened to it when you haven't, right? Because you will get caught out. Because I've had someone do that to me and they're like, oh yeah, I listened to your episode last week. And I was like, oh, okay, so what was your top takeaways? (laughs) And then nothing. And all of a sudden... (laughs) there you yeah it was silence Mm -hmm. and I was like okay well that's another one that's going to be part of the reject pile right yeah and so and then one of the other things that I always tell um my clients to do and a lot of people miss this trick right is when they get off of a podcast ask the host how did you feel um it went do you have any um feedback for me how can I improve? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Not to mention saying thank you, you know, for the time. I think that sometimes people miss that and they just expect it. And it's always nice to get a note back and say, you know, thank you. And then the other thing I uh, always encourage the podcast guests to do is share it out there in the world, like the, the podcast, right? It just, it drives me crazy when they we've done this and then they just don't share it. And I just don't understand why, why would you go through all of this effort, be on a podcast, you know, get on that podcast and then not share it, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that that doesn't make any sense to me either. Um, and I mean, I give I, I give um, my guests graphics, audiograms, so many different materials, promotion materials that they can use to share it. And so even asking the podcast host that same thing, if they've not said to you that they're going to send anything over to you to use for your network and say, well, you know, is there any promotion materials you can send over to me so that I can actually share it with my network? Mm-hmm. And yeah. most likely... Even if they don't, they'll probably create something to give to you so you can share it because they all want, you know, you to share as much as you can to get the word out there. Why wouldn't they? Absolutely. And we do, we do, we share it. And then we, of course, love for the guests to share it. And then we have quotable moments that we put in our socials that they can then share. And we love that when, when it's shared, right? I mean, that's the whole intention for, for both the podcaster and the podcast guest. We both benefit from, from it. And, you know, the more, more people can listen to it and give reviews and the more downloads that you get, the better off we all are collectively, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's how it works, most definitely, you know. And the thing is, if you do a really good job and the host can see, oh, you know what, they're not just all about themselves. They really genuinely want to help. They are there for the listeners. They're giving so much um, value around the topic. You know, podcasters know other podcasters, right? If you do a really good job, guess what? They're going to say, well, do you know what? I have a really good um, um, podcast that I think you'd be really suited for and I can refer you, right? That's easier than you searching for podcasts. If you just start getting referrals because you are serving, right? And it is all about the host and their audience. They're going to refer you to so many other people. That's so true. That You know, that's one thing that we've asked all of our guests now is, you know, who, who else should be on the show? Who else do you think that would be amazing on the show? And I get my best referrals from the guests that I've already had. Absolutely. No, exactly. <laughs> so it, it works both ways. Yeah. So Kay, before we wrap up, I know, you know, you, you have done so many amazing things and you've also written a book. Is that right? Yeah, I did write a book. This was many, many years ago. This was 2016 when I was just starting out, right? Uh-huh. Um, and the book is called Never Judge a Book by Its Cover. And it's it. basically about my journey, right? And kind of the ups and downs and the struggles. And, you know, as a teenager, I got involved in certain things I guess I shouldn't have got involved in, you know, and how I kind of overcome the relationships I had, um, you know, with my friends um with my mom and dad and you know there was a lot of things around me that was very toxic and I didn't realize it and so growing up um in an Indian background 
and kind of going against, you know, um, what culture, what society tells you you have to be and how you've got to behave. And I was like, I was a rebel. I was like, I'm not doing any of this. I want to create my own rules. And so that caused a lot of, um, I guess, lashback, you know? And so all the different kind of obstacles that I faced and how I really overcame them and kept going, um, yeah, that has it all in there. And uh, yeah, I mean, my parents read it and they, they both cried. Oh, wow. Impactful. And so how can people get a hold of that book? Is it on Amazon or share, share how we can get a hold of it? Yeah, so you can go on Amazon. Like I said, it's called Never Judge a Book by Its Cover. Um, and it's by myself, Kay Sutha. If you can't find it on Amazon, um, if you then reach out to me, you can go onto my website, makeyourmarkagency.com. There's an email on there. Reach out, ask me, and I will be able to send you the link or a team will be able to send you the link and we can get you on the right track. And I also think I read that you are working on another book. Is that right? Well, I'm thinking about writing another book. <laughs> this book is going to be about podcasting. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that was meant to be a secret. How did that get out? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I guess I know things, huh? Guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just know how to, you, you, now we have to hold you accountable, right? <laughs> oh, no. Yes, you do. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, Kay, I just want to wrap up here, but any parting thoughts or any last words of wisdom that you have for our audience that's going on this marketing journey with us? And I mean, you've just dropped so many great value added bonuses here for everyone to listen to, but uh, anything else that you'd like to, to share with us before we wrap up? Yeah. I mean, anyone that has, you know, a service to sell, a product to sell, um, or even wants to bring awareness to a certain topic, you know, podcasting is the way to go and you can, you know, reach people on a global level. But again, when you are going out there and trying to promote yourself in your business, make sure that in the forefront of your mind, you you tell yourself that it's all about the listeners and not yourself. And I guarantee that the minute you start doing that, you're going to have so many more people flocking to you wanting you to be on their podcast. So please, please, please make sure you serve first um, when you're out there promoting and then you will actually reap the benefits afterwards. I love it. I love it. Okay, since you're also a podcaster, I'm going to ask one more question of you. What's a question that I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? Oh, Oh my goodness. You put me on the spot now, Ray. Um, I love it. Oh my goodness. So I guess one of the things that you could have asked me is why did I keep going against the grain when, when joining everybody else would have been the easiest choice? So now what's your answer to that question, my dear? Well, my answer <laughs> is I guess it was, I don't, I don't want to be like everybody else. Everybody kept telling me that, oh, you're weird. You're strange. You don't think like the rest of us. And I was like, well, okay, well, you're already telling me that. So let me just carry on. Right. And so when I actually saw the way people lived, what people did, and I was like, there's got to be more to life than this. Right. What is it? Other There's other people out there that are living very differently. You know, they're living on yachts. They're going on holidays. They're, they're doing all these things and not being in a nine to five job and working their butt off, right, to then only pay bills. And I'm like, no, there's got to be something else to this. And so I actually enjoyed going against the grain. <laughs> I enjoyed being that rebel, you know. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know where this is going to end up, but let me just keep on going. And screw what everybody else says. But I felt like it always worked out. And in the end, people were telling me, oh, my goodness, like, how are you doing these things? Like, your life is like a movie, you know? And I'm like, well, yeah, you guys should come and join my bubble because my bubble is so awesome. Anything is possible. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Kay, for sharing all that you have with us today. And I guess now I'm going to be applying to be on your podcast, too. I think that uh, <laughs> it's always fun to do that. And hopefully uh, you you have openings for somebody like me to be on your podcast as well. 
<laughs> I won't be rejected. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. But I do have um, a question to ask you, Ray. Absolutely. Um, would you consider me giving a free gift to your listeners? Oh, I, I bet they would love that. Absolutely. And we can certainly uh, put it in the show notes too. Yeah. What, what, uh, what, what do you want, want to give to our listeners? So it's three simple steps of becoming a sought after podcast guest. Um, so I've got, it's a downloadable, it's very um, uh, simple three steps, um, proven strategies on what's worked for me, what works for my clients, the do's and the don'ts, how to actually build your confidence. Um, and all you have to do is go to getbookedonpodcast.com and you'll be able to download it straight from there and you'll be able to implement all the stuff straight away. I love it. Getbookedonpodcast.com, right? That's the one. Good. Excellent. And we'll, we'll, we'll include that in the show notes and for everyone as well. And uh, thank you for being so generous. That's nice. I think people will absolutely find value in reading that as, as I will too. <laughs> That's just the fun of it is being a guest just as much as it is being a host. So I appreciate that. <laughs> no worries. So for those of you listening now, be sure to check out the show notes and then go listen to Kay's uh, podcast as well. And say the name of your podcast one more time, Kay. Uncensored Society Podcast. Perfect. All righty. Well, thank you so much again. And uh, everyone that's listening, the best thing that you can do for both Kay and I is to give us a review, share this out with the world. I know there are people who need to hear what she had to say today. Right, Kay? Yes, most definitely. Go and listen, guys. <laughs> that's right. And until next time, everyone, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.